Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. All right, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about some ways to be more profitable in your business. And we're going to talk about, about some mistakes that I made uh, with in regards to this and some, some ways to figure out how to offer more profitable services. So should be a good show. Hang out with me and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get through this. So appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you sharing the shows, the episodes. I appreciate you uh, leaving the reviews, all of the uh, love and attention you guys give. I really appreciate it. It helps to keep me motivated to keep doing these episodes. So let's get into it. We're talking about I mean, not, obviously, I've mentioned before that you need to charge more, right? Like I've said that, so I'm blue in the face. But one of the things that I see a lot of contractors doing, and I had this conversation today in a different way, uh, kind of in a roundabout way, but I was talking to a contractor, and he was asking me about adding some services to his existing services. And I don't want to get into that just yet, but what, I, what a lot of contractors do is they try to be generalist. They try to be the wide net strategy, right? They try to throw out there this huge net because that makes more sense that I'm going to be able to catch more fish if I throw out a wide net. And that is, I mean, that's true in reality. Like if you throw a fish, a net out, you could probably catch more fish, but you're going to catch a lot of different fish. And part of this also ties into marketing efforts and sales. So all of these things are really kind of tied together. And it comes down to, uh, pick, you know, narrowing down your offerings. And by the way, side note, don't, uh, don't eat a protein bar right before you record a podcast, because that stuff sits in your throat. <laughs> I had to spend like 10 minutes before I was going to record this, and it's still, it's still lingering in there. So I apologize for the throat clearing. All right, back to the back to the show. Um, all of this ties together. So when I first started my business, I started out doing handyman services because that's all I had. I had $1,000 in the bank. I had a pickup truck and I had a few tools. So I really didn't have much capital whatsoever. I started doing a lot of handyman stuff, you know, anything I can get my hand on. I had business cards printed up and on the back of the card, I had like 30 different services that we offer. I was offering carpentry, uh, you know, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, you know, roof repair, uh, drywall repair, just about everything, like anything you can think of. I'm like, I'll just put everything on there. That way I can get a little bit of everything. And the reality of it is, is that even like the first year in business, I, I didn't do, I didn't even do all of the services that I had on my card, on the back of my business card. And later on, within a, a few years, I even took that off of my card because when I stopped offering things like pressure washing, uh, it was still on the back of my card. I would still get calls for it, and I, you know, I wasn't doing that. So later on, I even removed some of these services. But this is what a lot of people do. So they start a business and they want to be, let's say they want to do remodeling right? They're, they're going to do, they've been, they've been working as a remodeler for a company for three or four or five, 10 years. 
they're going to start their own business doing remodeling. So they go out there and they start their business and they get two or three jobs through family and friends. And then the phone's kind of not ringing. There's not, not much work and they need work. Oh, I need work. So what do they do? Somebody calls and says, Hey, uh, I have a deck that I need built. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I haven't built one in like three or four years, but I'm sure I can figure it out. So I'm going to start building decks. And so you go do a deck job. You probably lose money on it because it's the first time you ever did it. But now you're like, oh, I lost money because I had to learn how to do this. So now if I do more decks, I'll be able to make more money. And, you know, maybe the neighbor says, hey, I need a deck too. And so now you're in the deck business and you get a run of decks, right, where you build like three or four decks in a row and nobody else is calling you for anything else. And then the decks dry up. And then you're like, okay, well, I need some more work. And then you get a call from a friend of yours from high school. Hey, I heard you're in construction. We're looking to have uh, a new roof put on our garage. Would you, could you do that? I mean, I don't have any work lined up right now. I've done, I've done some shingles before. I'm not, not an expert, but I think I can figure it out. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I can do that because I need work. Right. So yeah, now you're in the shingling business. You're in the roofing business. So now you go and you do this little two car detached garage roof and you put shingles on there. And, and then you probably don't make much money on that because it's the first time you've done it in six years. And, or maybe you make a little bit of money, you know, who knows? And you have this learning process that happens again. And then the guy across the street's like, Hey, I need a, I need a new roof on my shed too. And so you get one or two roof. And then now you're in the roofing business right? You see where this is going? Like, it's just, you're just chasing work. And before you know it, you're offering 20 different services because you're just trying to quote, stay busy. And that is the single worst way you can grow a business. I've, I've mentioned this before and I say it all the time. If I was going to start a new service business or a new construction business, it would be very, very laser uh, specific of what I would be like if I was doing remodeling it would be a very specific type of remodeling it wouldn't just be like kitchen remodeling it would be like modern kitchen remodeling or uh you know contemporary kitchen remodeling or classic or whatever like it would be very specific because if you do that if you niche the riches are in the niches then you get known for that and then it's much easier to get your name out there. So what happens is, and what happened with me, by offering all these different services, you have to have an entirely different set of processes for each service that you offer. And you have to have entirely different sets of tools for each service that you offer. And then you have to have entirely different marketing for each service that you offer. And then you have to have entirely different skill sets to do each service that you offer. Do you understand how hard this is? It's extremely difficult to hire people for a company that does five, six, seven different services. I learned this the hard way through starting the handyman business, which eventually we switched over to remodeling, but I was still doing some of the handyman stuff because the handyman business fed the remodeling business, but I ran them like two different divisions, basically. 
like a handyman business and a remodeling company. And they were kind of separate. I had, I had a guy that was in a van by himself just doing service work. And then I had my team that was doing remodeling. Occasionally I could pull the handyman in to do some work, vice versa, blah, 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 blah. It worked very good for um, creating a brand and also feeding the remodeling business because I didn't have to compete on marketing for the remodeling because all my handyman clients became remodeling clients. The problem with that was all of the tools that I had to have. I have, I, I mean, right outside, you guys can't see this, but I'm pointing right on the other wall, the back side of this wall where this camera is set up is my shop. And there's probably somewhere around $40,000 worth of tools sitting in there. Now that may not seem like a lot, especially if you're like an excavator and you're like, I got half a million dollars in equipment, but I'm talking like hand tools, like tile saws and circular saws and all the different little tools that you would need to do a job on a regular basis. I was investing all of my profits in new tools to try and be more efficient because I wasn't making any money with that service because I wasn't good at it because I didn't do it all the time. Case in point, decks. I had a, I have a, a box out there that's set up just for deck builds. So whenever I would go do a deck build, I had all of the specific tools that, I, that were just uh, specific for decks, like a big large framing square, a bunch of bins to put screws in to make it a little more organized. Uh, a water level, different things that I would pretty much only use when I'm building decks, they went into their own toolbox, right? And then I had all my tile stuff because, you know, I would do a job like a tile repair and then that would lead into, hey, can you tile my whole floor? Yeah, and then you buy a tile saw. You start with the cheap tile saw that lasts you six months and then you want to upgrade to another tile saw now you have two tile saws and then you want to have a hand cut tile saw so you don't have to carry in a, uh, you know, a water cool tile saw, a wet saw. So then you buy a, a hand, hand saw and then you have three saws and then you want to upgrade to the, uh, the IQ power waterless saw because it's much easier. Now you have four different saws. Like it just keeps going. And like that's just one trade. It's just one niche. And then I have 18 different drywall tools and I have 27 different painting tools. And, you know, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And the problem with when you do this, when you offer too many services, is that you don't do it often enough to really be efficient at it. Case in point, decks. I would, on average, I would only build anywhere from three to five decks a year. For one, I hated it. I actually hated building decks. Two, I had the curse, legitimate curse, that every time that I build a deck, it was the hottest week of the year. Uh, and, and to prove this to be a true curse, one time I sold a deck and I said, yeah, I can do a deck, but I'm not doing it until the fall. And so it was in like October, right, when it's starting to cool off. And I'm not kidding you. I booked it for three days because it was a smaller deck. It was like a repair. And the three days in October that I booked it for, we had a heat wave come in where it got up to like 90 degrees just for those three days that I had scheduled for the deck. And then it went back down to like 70. <laughs> so 
that was the curse of me building decks. One of the reasons why I hated it. But what happened is I'm only building three or four decks a year. Every time, especially like at the next year, because it could be a six month span before I built the next deck, I'd sell the deck job. I get there day one and I'd be like, how do you build a deck again? Uh, okay. Let's say you got to set the post, you got to dig, so lay it out, set the post. Oh yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Now I remember now you got to put the band boards on. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think I got it. And then it's like, you're relearning this information every time because you're not doing it every single day. And that's one of the downsides of trying to do too many things. And so when you do that, you be, you are less profitable. You're less profitable because your efficiency goes way, way down. Then you're trying to hire people. And one of the problems I had hiring people is because I had to hire people that knew how to do paint, how to do tile, how to do carpentry, you know, how to do uh, drywall, like just all these different things that we were doing. And it's really hard to find someone that can do one skill extremely well, let alone three or four skills extremely well. So then you offset to where one of your guys is really good at carpentry, drywall, and painting. And another one of your guys is really good at tile and maybe framing. And then now you're like trying to schedule people based on their skill sets at what they're best at. And it, it just becomes a huge nightmare, a huge nightmare. When you simplify your business down to the most basic service, it's a hundred times easier to hire and train people. Some of the most successful service-based businesses, and I understand service is different than remodeling construction, but service-based businesses, some of the most successful ones out there, the, the job they actually do is so easy that you could literally train a monkey how to do that job in one day. I'm not even joking. Those are some of the most successful businesses. Why? Because you can hire an 18, 20 year old kid who knows nothing. And within one week, they're an expert because it's so basic of what you do. But when you're doing things like, you know, home building, remodeling, roofing, decking, fence, you know, everything, it, it'd take you two years to train somebody up on how to do those things. And usually within one year, they quit or you fire them. So I got stuck in the cycle of like constantly hiring people, investing a ton of energy and time and money into training them up. And then within a year, maybe two, they would quit or get fired. And it's stupid. Like it's legitimately stupid. So what, 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 why does this happen? Well, part of it is because of the, I got to, I got to stay busy. The other part of it is because you guys have ADD. See, you don't want to do the same thing every day. And so you love the, the, the difference, the change of scenery, right? Because it's, 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 you're not doing the same thing. Probably the worst thing you could do to me is make me work in a factory where I'm just a level, you know, level puller. I'm just a widget maker or whatever, doing the same repetitive task over and over each day. That would be like torture to me. And to you, doing the same thing over and over a day is like torture. And so your ADD kicks in, and now it's like, no, I don't like doing that. I used to always say when I hire people, the best thing about what we do is that we don't do the same thing every day. 
And then I would say the worst thing about what we do is that we don't do the same thing every day because that's true. But if you want to have a, uh, an easily scalable and profitable business, you need to make it boring AF. Your business needs to be boring AF. And that, like, some of you hearing that, it's like, well, that's, I'm not doing that. It sucks. I'd rather have 47 different services than do the same thing every day. Hold on. I'd rather have, you know, 47 different services than do the same thing every day. That's like death to me. Screw that. I want to have the hard life. <laughs> that's, that's what some of you are like. It, it's dumb. It's stupid. Like, smack yourself. I did it. For many years, it's stupid. Even when I had somebody tell me, you need to niche down and find the most profitable things, I thought, that's stupid. I'm limiting myself when I do that. It's not stupid. It's smart. And that's what the most successful people do. There's people out there. Think about this for a second. There are companies out there who pick up dog poop in people's backyard that make more money than you. There's companies out there that are picking up dog poop that are making more money than you. There's companies out there that are cleaning uh, garbage bins that are making more money than you. There's companies out there picking up junk that are making more money than you. Why? Because they picked a very simple business that people don't want to do, and they turned it into a profit machine. You guys want to be craftsmen, and you want to do these beautiful things that should cost $100,000 to do, and you want to do it for $50,000 because, you know, I don't want to mark up materials because that's, that's ripping people off. I digress. Sorry, I was reading a Facebook comment today, a post today, people asking about how much to mark up materials. And all of the comments are like 25%, 35%. I don't mark up materials because I don't rip people off. I, I really just want to reach through the computer and choke these people out. I really do. The amount of ignorance and stupidity in these, in some of, some of contractors' brain is mind-numbing. It is. All right, back. Focus back, Brad. Focus back. So you have to start niching down, guys. And so let's say right now, you have a business and you do 10 different services. I don't care what it is. Let's say you're a landscaper. You do lawn care. You do bed maintenance. You do landscaping. You do pond builds. You do waterless, you know, uh, not waterless, uh, pondless waterfalls or water features. Uh, maybe you do, I don't know, indoor you know, maybe you have a nursery. Maybe you're doing a bunch of different stuff, okay? And I have, I have a couple clients that actually do a lot of these different things. But there, there are some exceptions, and I'll get to that here in a second. But let's say you're doing all those things now, and you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And you're having trouble staffing, finding staff. And you're having trouble getting leads. Those are all symptoms of you don't have a specific niche that you're trying to serve. You're just trying to get the phone to ring and, and, and work for anybody who calls you. That's not a healthy business. You are far better 
to offer one service, like building ponds, and that's it. Now, there's some, there's some uh, services that go along with that. If you build ponds, then you may do pond maintenance, where you go out and clean the water and all that, right? That makes sense because they go hand in hand. It's an, it's an upsell. It's an add-on service. But cutting grass and doing landscaping, they're really not add-on services. The only thing that you have in common is it's the same customer. That's it. There's nothing in common between cutting grass and doing landscaping. Those two skill sets don't even translate over. It's a natural progression for a lot of landscaping lawn care companies to do lawn care and then work their way into landscaping because they can see dollar signs. They see dollar signs in the landscaping side, so they pick it up, but they don't drop off the lawn care because that's their bread and butter. Again, there, there are millionaires out there that, that became millionaires just cutting grass. They become really good and really efficient at cutting grass. And there's landscapers that are very successful because they don't do lawn care. They just focus on landscaping. And there's companies that are just nurseries that just sell plants and trees and stuff because that's what they're really good at. Now, again, these things can complement each other, but you don't do that all at the same time. You start with one service and you get laser focused on it and you lean the crap out of it. And by the way, lean is just a term for manufacturing where you take a process and make it as efficient as possible. And so you lean the crap out of your business so that there's, there's literally no more room for efficiencies. Like it's an, it's an efficiency machine, right? And then when you're there and you have it scaled, in other words, you have leads coming in, you're filling the schedule, you got people to hire, the processes are in place, everything's going smoothly. Then, and only then, you can add on a service that complements what you're already doing because you got laser focused on one thing and figured it all out. And then you're adding another service, getting laser focused on that service and figuring it out. Hey, just a quick timeout from the show. In the next 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can transform your contracting business. Imagine being part of a community of winners where you can find out exactly what they've done to be successful. That's exactly what you get when you join the Profit Club. But it's not just a community. You get lifetime access to all of my course-related material, including all future material that I add. But wait, there's more. Each week, you'll get access to three group coaching calls to talk about sales, marketing, and business problems and answer any questions that you may have. Still not convinced? How about personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you overcome your limits? And here's my promise to you. I guarantee you will double your investment within 90 days or I personally will work with you one-on-one -on -one until you do. So don't wait. Elevate your game with the Profit Club today. Now let's get back to the show. But if you're doing 10 different services right now, in other words, if you called me and you're like, hey, Brad, you help my business. I'm not making any money. Things are crazy. And you, we get on a call together and I say, what all do you do? And you say, well, I do lawn care, landscaping, I have a nursery, I do ponds, I do maintenance, I do this, 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 and this. I do snow plow removal, 
uh, holiday Christmas lighting. I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like, can you, let's, let's take some Adderall or something. <laughs> let's get down and focused because I promise you, if you look at all of your numbers and this is the heart, this is the meat, this is the meat and potatoes of this podcast. What you need to do is look at all of your services at the end of the year. Okay. Let's say you're doing 10 different services at the end of the year. You should have the numbers of how much revenue and profit you did by service type. So how much money did you make cutting grass? How much money did you do snow plow removal? How much money did you do in your nursery? How much in the landscaping, how much in the tree lighting, the, the uh, Christmas lights, so on and so on. And look at those and whatever one is underperforming should be cut immediately because what that, what that underperforming, uh, service that you're offering is doing is stealing profit from the other services that you're offering. So let me look at, let me hit this from a different angle. Let's say you do lawn care and you do landscaping. Let's make it very simple. You do landscaping. Landscaping is a very broad term, but let's just say you do landscaping and you do uh, lawn care. Two services. At the end of the year, you look at the numbers. Your lawn care was 25% of your total revenue, okay? And your average profit on those jobs was 35% gross profit. And uh, your landscaping was, I think, what I say? It was 25. The other one is 75%, whatever the difference is. And that 75% makes up your, your profit margin on those averages 45%. So 25% of your revenue, total revenue is lawn care, and 35% of that is gross profit. 75% of your revenue is landscaping, and your profit margins are 45%. Most of you would be able to tell that your landscaping does, you make 10% more profit on a landscaping project versus lawn care, right? So if you took that lawn care, which is taking up, it's 25% of your revenue. The next thing you look at is how much time do I spend doing that service? So a lot of companies that do both of these will dedicate one or two days a week to cut grass and then the other two to four days a week or, you know, one to or three to four days or whatever are doing landscaping because they don't have the, they don't have two separate businesses. They don't have two separate divisions. So the guys are cutting grass on Monday, Tuesday. They're doing landscaping on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, same guys. So what happens here? Can you not see the lost opportunity costs that you have right now? If you're cutting grass one day a week, that's 20% of your time. Each week, 20% is going to a service that only gets you 35% profit margins and is only contributing to 25% of your revenue. Now, if you were on the other side of that conversation, what would you tell that contractor? you would tell them you need to drop your lawn care immediately because simply doing that is going to give you a 10% increase in profit one day a week automatically. Does that make sense? You guys see how I'm coming to that? You're eliminating things that are not profitable. 
but Brad, I love cutting grass. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. Okay, then quit doing landscaping and do grass cutting if you love, if you're so passionate about cutting grass. Well, I don't want to do that because I can only do it seven days out, seven months out of the year, or eight months out of the year or whatever. So then I have to take up uh, snow plowing. Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you get laser focused on one thing, do it exceptionally well, systematize it, and figure out how to dumb it down, your life will be a hundred times easier and more enjoyable, and you will make way more money. I promise you. I promise you this. When you niche down, it makes everything so much easier. See, a lot of you guys want systems because you think systems are going to make your life less chaotic. The reason why your life is so chaotic is because you're trying to do 15 different freaking services. That's why your life's chaotic. In no world should you do should you build homes and then also do remodeling. You just shouldn't. You either you're either a home builder full time or you're a remodeler full time. Are there certain circumstances where that's possible and you need to do that? Yeah, if you live in a rural area where there's just not enough work to go around. That would be an exception. But that's what a lot of you do. You're a roofing company that also builds fences. You're a uh, an electrician who also does drywall, which I don't even know how those two go together. I have one client that I talked to, that's literally what they did. Electrical and drywall. I'm like, bro, you're like a, walk, a walking oxymoron. Like those two things don't even go together. And I tried to tell him he needed a niche down. He didn't want to. He didn't listen. Never heard back from him. I wonder why. Because nobody wants to be told they're doing stuff wrong. Nobody wants to look in the mirror and say, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I was the same way. You guys listening can't see me. I'm waving at the camera. I was the same way. I was doing all those different services, losing money. That was the profitable pivot. When I understood to focus down, I became way more profitable. It became way more easier to systematize my business. And I became a lot less stressed because I'm not trying to figure out 15 different services. Keep this in mind. If you do, uh, if you build ponds, that requires one way of, you know, one whole process of how to do it. And then you do landscaping. That's a whole nother process of how you do it. And then you do lawn care. That's a whole nother process of how you do it. And then you do snow plow. That's a whole nother process of how you do it. Each one of those services require their own marketing channel, their own training for employees, for skills, their own systems to create like processes their own unique billing and estimating service, right? Because some of those can't be estimated and billed the exact same way. Some can, some can't. It may require different types of clothing or uniforms to provide, right? Like all of these things start adding up, guys. They start adding up. It's more tools to buy, more services to train, more software you need, more marketing, People don't want to hire generalists. If you had cancer, if you got a cancer diagnosis, would you want to go see 
a family physician or would you want to go see an oncologist? More importantly, if you had, let's say, prostate cancer, would you want to go see an oncologist, a general oncologist, or would you want to go see an oncologist who specializes in prostate cancer? Most of you would say, I want to go see a prostate cancer specialist. Yet you can't look at your business the same way. Well, I'll be out of Brad, I'm good. Brad, I can do everything. I've been, I've been doing construction since I was six months old. When I was six months, I was up on the roof with my dad and a hammer, and I was putting shingles on. So I, I can do everything, Brad. <laughs> I laugh at myself every time I do that voice. But that's how ridiculous some of you sound when I talk to you. I'll just tell you straight up. Some of you guys, when I get on a call with you to see about helping you, I get off the call and I shake my head and I say, that guy is never going to be successful. He's never going to be successful. He either has too much ego, his focus, he has no focus whatsoever. I've talked to guys that want to, they want to uh, do construction and then they also want to uh, get into apartment, you know, uh, real estate, building apartments. And then they also want to start a DIY you know, uh, service to help, help homeowners. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like you're in three different planets right now. And you think you're going to be able to, to do all of these effectively. No, you're not. Every time you change services or add a service, you divide your attention in half. You have to get laser focused. You have to, it has to be boring. I want you to get to the point to where you walk in the office and sit down and twiddle your thumbs and say, I don't have anything to do today. I don't know what I want to do. The guys are out doing their work. The office staff's doing their thing. Everything's taken care of. Marketing's taken care of. Phone's ringing. Like, I don't, I guess maybe I'll just go to the range today and, and practice for a while. Or maybe I'll go ride my motorcycle. That's where you need to get to, and those are boring businesses. It's boring. Those aren't sexy businesses. Yeah. But, Brad, I'm an artist, and I do extremely artistic bathroom remodels, right? So I like to do these super exclusive waterfall, 18 different types of tile, coming together and it's like a piece of art that's what i really want to do okay there's maybe like five people in the world who want that service right if that's what you want to do then you do that as a hobby and, a, and as a passion but you still have to get to that point especially if you're starting out you have to start out doing basic 12 by 12 floor tile by doing basic subway tile. That's where you start out. That's your bread and butter. And as you get more profitable, as you get more well-known, as you expand your uh, knowledge and your, you know, your processes and you get it to where it's, it's so dialed in, and then someone calls you and is like, hey, I want this off-the-wall crazy. You're like, yes, that's a custom job. It's going to be 10 times more expensive, but I can definitely help you. 
but you guys think that that's how every single job's going to be. It's not, not especially not when you're starting out. You have to be well known, right? You're, no one's going to go commission uh, a piece of art from somebody that just started last month and pay top dollar for it. It doesn't happen that way. Everybody's got to make their case, build their value in the marketplace. And the way you do that is by being very laser specific in one thing. So what you need to be doing, the takeaway here, is you need to look at all of your services, figure out what your revenue is and profit margin by service and start whittling out the ones that you don't do or don't make you much money. And here's, here's, this is, this is key. This is, this is the most important thing. If you cut out building ponds, if you're a landscaper and you build ponds and you go through this and you realize I only build two ponds a year, I don't make any money. I'm cutting those out. Perfect. Good job. Now, Next week, Murphy's Law says you will get a call from somebody who wants to build a pond, and it's going to be this amazing pond that is going to cost $100,000, and you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't. This is the one I always wanted. This is the art piece I always wanted. Uh, I'll, I'll just put, I'll, I'll put off not doing those uh, until after this project. No. You have to have discipline and say, we don't do this service anymore. That's the discipline because most of you will fall back. Most of you will take that, especially if you get a little couple days where the phone's not ringing and you got a little one week gap in your schedule, you're freaking out. A call comes in for one of those past services. You will take it. Meanwhile, as soon as you sell that job, Another job comes in the day after that's going to be way more profitable and you just miss that opportunity because now you don't have that time frame available. It takes discipline to say, I'm not doing this work anymore. And then once you've got all this stuff figured out, you can add another service. This is what I was talking to the contractor today on our profit accelerator coaching call. That's our weekly coaching call. It's $97 a month, guys. You get every Wednesday afternoon, we do a call. You can log on, ask whatever questions you want. For $97 a month, you get four to five calls a, a, a month for an hour or however long it takes. I have one guy on the call today. This happened to show up today. Everybody else missed. He got a full hour of my attention. So if you're looking for coaching and you can't afford to join the Profit Club or pay a lot of money, the Profit Accelerator is the cheapest and most effective way to get coaching and help in your business. You can cancel anytime. Uh, it's a monthly reoccurring 99 or $97. You can cancel anytime. It's like a no brainer. It really is. If you need coaching, it is a no brainer way to get help for very cheap. It's too cheap, honestly. And I may even cancel it because it's too cheap, but for now I still have it going, but I was talking to this contractor today and he does a foundation repair. And he was talking about somebody else who does remodeling, doesn't want to own a business anymore. They just want to be an employee. And a lot of times when he does foundation repair, there's, there's damage to the inside of the house, right? You're lifting up houses, drywall cracks, all that stuff. And in the past, he would just tell them you got to hire somebody else. So he's thinking like a businessman, like an entrepreneur looking for opportunities 
to connect the dots, add more value, capture more revenue, it's smart. It's a smart play. But I told him, I said, if you're going to do that, this is the only way that I would recommend you do this. And he's still working through working on his business. So he's still got some stuff going on. So really, this is going to be a distraction. I know he's listening to this podcast. I know he's going to hear this. It's going to be a distraction for you. It really is. But this is why I said the only way I would do it. That person is going to run that entire separate that that entire remodeling side as an entirely different division. So in other words, that guy is like the CEO of a remodeling division. And this this contractor I was talking to is like the president. He's going to run his other business and just manage the division of remodeling. They can't be intertwined. It can't be a situation where the remodeling guy needs to borrow two guys from his other crew and so on and so on. That guy has to run everything, order materials, project management, schedule subs. He has to do 100% of it. And that's the only way that I would tell you to, to, to do that, to bring on that service. But if you think it's just another service that you offer and you're going to, you know, everything's going to be intertwined, you're going to set yourself up for major failure. I can't tell you how many guys quit jobs because the owner comes in one day. Hey, guys, good news. I know we're, we, we do drywall, but we're going to start doing masonry, too. And the guy's like, what? Masonry? We don't know anything about freaking masonry. We do. We finish drywall, hang and finish drywall. Ah, it's not that hard. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And then now guys who are, have set their life around doing masonry or a drywall, now they have to learn a whole new skill. And they get frustrated with it because maybe they've been doing drywall for 10 years. Now you want them to do masonry. They don't know what they're doing. It's a new, it's a new skill. They get frustrated because they're not good at it right off the bat. And so they end up quitting. That stuff happens. Telling you right now, if you have a hard time uh, retaining employees and you offer and you do multiple different services, very good chance that your team is frustrated because you have them going in so many different directions. Very good chance that that's what's going on. And if you have a simple conversation with them and ask them, what would you rather do? And when I was doing both, I had one guy that loved doing service work. Had another guy that loved doing remodels because he wanted to go to one place every day for a week or two weeks or three weeks. The other guy loved the, the variety of work and he may go do three or four jobs a day. Two different people, two different preferences of work to do. And when you start making them do each other's jobs, they get frustrated. That happens all the time. So to recap here, get laser specific, pick the most profitable jobs each year, cut out one to two of your least profitable services. Preferably you do it right now and like just cut them all out and pick one or two main ones. I know you're not going to listen to me though. You're going to give me a bunch of excuses as to why that won't work. That's okay. It's your business. You can do whatever you want. Just telling you what works. You can choose to do what doesn't work. That's your choice. But eliminate all of the ones that are not profitable and don't be freaking tempted to do that when the call comes in. You got to have discipline. Every person that I've 
had do this, every contractor that's done this and takes my advice and gets laser focused, makes way more money. Their life is way easier and it's just all around a better situation. Every one of them. So it's up to you. It's your choice. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me. I really appreciate uh, all the love you guys share. Do me a favor and share this podcast episode with someone that you think may benefit from it. Go leave me a review on your favorite platform. I'd appreciate it. And you know where to find me. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Just search for the Hammer and Grind podcast. and You can find me there. Until next time, guys, remember, profit is not a dirty word.